Hello there everybody. We, uh, we certainly are living through crazy and uncertain times, but we do hope that the daily pinch hitter email is keeping you all sane and entertained. Uh, we uh, continue to find content from, from here, there and everywhere. Today we've even kicked off in uh, Western Super Mare. But we've got some new content for you today. We've teamed up with Mark from Opening Up Cricket to bring you a new podcast series all about cricket during the 1990s. So do let us know what you think of the podcast. And please, if you have any brilliant ideas for content in this series, then do chuck them our way. It's the people's podcast, uh, if, uh, if you will. So I'll stop rambling. It's time for the Pinch Hitter podcast. Yes, we are here for the Pinch Hitter podcast, but a slightly different one. We've got a slightly new series that we're starting um, here. We're going to be looking back at a wonderful decade of cricket. We're going to look back at the 90s, um, looking at some specific years, some specific players, some specific facial hair, uh, specific kits, pretty much anything which made the 90s as brilliant as uh, as it was. So um, it's not just myself and uh, and Terence. Terence, do you want to say hi? Hello, how are we doing? Terence is still there. Uh, but we've also got Mark, um, who um, is uh, going to be a huge part of this series as well. So Mark, could you quickly say hello and give us a, a brief intro on yourself? Yeah, hello. Pleased to be involved. Um, I come at this from a, a few angles. First being that the 1990s were a great time to be alive if you were growing up in Warwickshire. And I'm going to talk as much as I can about that team that Dermot Reeve had. Uh, I'm also up in the northwest of England, uh, still attempting to play cricket, but mainly managing in my club. Uh, and I'm also the, the guy behind opening up cricket. Who's heard of that, the mental health campaign? Excellent, excellent, excellent. So it's a, a nice, uh, nice joining together of uh, of opening up and uh, and the pinch hitter, and we certainly do have a lot of nineties cricket to go go over. And so I thought I'd actually start very quickly, put you both on the spot. Actually, with do you know how many England Test players um, played during the nineties? <laughs> I reckon, I was thinking about this the other day, right? I reckon it's, uh, due to that like that last few years of the last decade that we've just finished, I reckon there was not far off as many debuts in the most recent decades as there were in the 90s. Because um, we all talk about the kind of what the famous one-test ones of the 90s, but we must have been close in that period we've just had. Um, uh, and I, could, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, could, I, like, I reckon I reckon in 2010 we who made their debut at sort of that was Stephen Finn so he would have been about 6.30 odd maybe so I reckon we probably had 50 debutants in the was, 40s in the, was, in the 10s I was literally literally just looking for you to throw, throw forward a number um, but you've gone gone into such forensic detail straight away this is That's absolutely what we're for. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I reckon there was 200 in the 90s. 200? No, in, no, 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 no. So did I even say England test debutants or did I say test debutants? I, th- I was working on it being... I was working on it being England test Good. players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, England. Deb- not debutants. 
Sorry, England Test players. Yeah, we get, let's let's get that sorted. England Test players. Um, Mark, could you bring some um, some uh, actual brains to this? <laughs> uh, not like not, not likely, but I think I'll. It's definitely one of the things that interests me so much about this decade is the churn of players in the Test mm-hmm. team, and you you hear names where you just go, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I remember him," or or I don't remember him. More to the point, so I th- I think we definitely, and this may be. A, ultra cautious but we've got to be saying three figures worth hasn't we surely it's got to be the truth is 84 really 84 English test players but then I think if you think about it the 11 that start the start the decade it bar you know your Atherton and and your Stewart and maybe even Hussein who were almost there um, you've got pretty much another 11 so that's 22 straight away and then you've got ten years to to fit in another sixty-two, if my maths are correct there. Um, but either way, that's that's a lot. That's, that's, that's still a lot of players. It um, is, yeah. And yeah. May, maybe it'll be useful if next time I come with um, with with the stats for the the subsequent decades as well. Um, Please for, do uh, for for for, con- for context. Um, for context um, around it all, so 84, 84 players, and there's uh, there's just so many stats that we will obviously climb into um, at some point during there. But Mark, tell us about tell us about the nineties. What 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 do you specifically want to chat to us about today? Well, I'm going to resist the temptation to read passages from Winning Ways by Dermot Reeve, which <laughs> I have next to me Please don't resist here. them too, too much. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll allow myself some of that. I, I, what you get with this book, just to say, by the way, is on the... Uh, I don't know if anyone's got it who's listening, but on the front, you've got this beautiful image of Dermot with, you know, cradling beautiful trophies, man. champagne... Handsome guy. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got on this front page of it, it's Dermot Reeve. He's written, it's been written with Pat Murphy. So good, good quality journalist, journalist. Yeah. Dermot's wearing a, it's a, it's just absolute peak 1990s. It's um, a, a kind of a warm up top or a tracksuit top. He's got, he's made no attempt to put a shirt underneath it. You've got a lovely rug of, of, of chest hair and Dermot's looking at the camera really just saying that I'm the governor around here at the moment um, so within the book he talks quite a lot of course about his his brand of captaincy and we saw things from Reeve in the the 94 season and the time and in all the time that he was Warwickshire captain which now we take for granted but particularly his use of of tactics in the limited overs game were really revolutionary and shot selection. This is the guy who plays sweeps, paddles, reverse sweeps at a time when English cricket was still getting over the fact that Mike Gatting had the nerve to play it in the 1987 <laughs> World Cup. So Reeve was, was, was out there with that, but I'm going to put the book down uh, regrettably <laughs> for, the but first within, <laughs> for the first time since it came out. It's still close enough to me to reassure me though. But uh, no, what I want to, to, to talk about is, and I've not strayed too far from this path, you'll be pleased or, or unsettled to hear. And I'm going to go in with a statistic and, and see what you guys think about this. It's an incredible statistic. Uh, and if we're looking at, at, at this here, let me just uh, remind myself of where I am so I don't, don't quote it wrong. I was having a bit of a play around an ESPN uh, cricket info looking into the 1990s and 
the Warwickshire stuff aside, I think one of the iconic figures of that decade is, of course, Brian Lara for his his achievements at Test level, his achievements in the in county cricket. Warwickshire aside, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll and of course we'll, 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 we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Lara's uh, this might even be his most impressive st- statistic of the many that we could pick is that. His maiden test century he got in his fifth test, so, yeah, not not bad mm-hmm. going. But it's just the absolute cheek of it to not just score a maiden test century, away at Australia, incidentally, at the SCG, yeah. but it's the fact that he scored 277 as his maiden <laughs> test century. I just want to leave that with you two and see what you think how, about it. First question, how old was he? Do we know how old he was? So this is 93. Let me just check the tattoo I've got of him on my chest. Um, so he's born in 1969. So 20, 24. Uh, Good maths. So he wasn't... I thought, I thought he was younger than that when he made his debut, actually. But just imagine just turning up five tests into your career. SCG. At the, S, at the SCG. So I'm guessing it was the New Year's test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And smashing and taking not just any team... That team for two hundred and seventy-seven. Was it, it, either of you are a little bit pissed off that he didn't make it to three hundred? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously decided he wanted to go for a daddy hundred, hasn't he? Yeah, um, and he's and, done it, and he's done it, and I think he's just, you know, no, no great surprise. He's he's kind of set his stall out for his career, hasn't he? He's basically yeah. said when I when I'm going to do things, I'm gonna I'm going to do them properly, um, and I just have one. I think one of my favourite Brian Lara. Um, things is is that that when when Matthew Hayden did take his world record away from him, um, Lara just then went out and and, and took it back. Yeah, and um, not against Zimbabwe either. No, <laughs> exactly against a <laughs> real side against a very good English team. Um, just waiting for another another good English team to to rock up. But no, I've just I've dug into a bit more of a of Brian Charles here, and yeah, he, he got. In his his four innings up to that point, he'd or the four tests, he'd he'd always got into double figures. He, his lowest score was a seventeen. But he got forties, fifties, and fifties in the run up to that double two hundred and seventy seven. So he was it. Yeah, no surprise there at all, was there? No, just no. Uh, th- Go on, Mark. I, I'm just going to say the thing which I think has been the most the most striking about him, particularly in his pomp, which would be from that point in '93 through '94, mm-hmm. um, and then indeed the longevity he had was he wasn't always playing in a in a great team internationally. Uh, of course, when he came in, that was still an absolutely stellar attack, a lot of good good run makers around him. But as time went on, it fell on his shoulders a lot more. But what I'd always observed with his batting was just how he had absolutely every shot in the book. He had no obvious flaw in his game. And his appetite to, like you've already said, to just make the big scores, like not being content with saying 100 will get us in a place to declare. So actually get into these big centuries and uh, effectively batting the opposition out of the game, if we're honest, but putting himself uh, in a position where his, his powers of concentration must, must have been monumental at this point. Just incredible. And what did, how did that game finish? Finishing a draw, five oh three plays six oh six plays one hundred and seventeen for none. <laughs> five oh three plays six oh six. Probably the the writing was on the wall, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, hundreds 
in the rest of that game for your good friend Steve Waugh. Tugger. Um, and a personal favourite of mine, Richie Richardson. Excellent. Uh, oh, a massive yeah. partnership with uh, uh, with Brian Charles for the fourth wicket. And what was the? Uh, so that was. So it was the. Was the test in Sydney, wasn't it? Any any context on the series? Um, just sort of, it was just it was just going to be a draw, wasn't it? Clearly a draw. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Windies won that series 2-1, in fact. Um, and I think uh, at that point, this is we're, we're entering the phase where it's the Australians going past the West Indies as being the best team in the world. I think that's more like 95, though, if I'm, if I'm right, uh, when they end up winning in the West Indies for the first time in however long. But this is perhaps giving that final flourish that, the West Indies aren't aren't written off yet, and Lara's absolutely um, announced himself on the scene. Another little fact about him, just uh, it, which you, you're going to get whether you like it or, or yeah, not. Here, we do like it is, already. Yeah, is is Lara uh, interesting that he made his debut in '93, and, and and as has been said, that's doesn't not that young. He, you always imagine him being this kind of prodigy, yeah. but the element of of that is that he did um, at the age of 20 captain. Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. So there is some elements of, of him being earmarked as, as being this, this special talent and, and being trusted with the leadership as well. And what's quite interesting crossing over to the, to, to the county game where he played, he had a season in 94, which of course all these records are broken. He came back in 98. But what Reeve says in, in the good book here <laughs> is that he, find, he found it very difficult his relationship with Lara and there's plenty in here about how he felt Lara was given special treatment, how he was, he was given allowances that others weren't. And there's a, a pretty remarkable story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a pretty remarkable story in here about, if you think about what the, what life was like in 1994, Warwickshire wearing their Brewer 11 mm-hmm. shirts and um, the, 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 the perhaps the, the culture around health and fitness wouldn't be like it is today. Um, so you've got these these professional cricket players, you've got a very good team unit. And Lara comes into it and is is certainly different. And Reeve talks in here about a time where Lara had his mobile phone and imagine the size <laughs> of it in 1994. Was he texting A.B. Uh, de Villiers? <laughs> <laughs> he's, got this, he's got this thing out on the, out on the pitch uh, during, a, during a fielding innings. And this for Reeve sort of sums up how Lara was 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 quite distant from it and so on. But then accounts of him as he's become as he was older are around so many people saying, What a gentleman, what a great ambassador for West Indies cricket, brilliant with bringing players through. And when he assumed authority himself, in fact, when he came back to Warwickshire, there was a sense that he was a, a different kind of person. So even though he wasn't, you know, a, a a teenager or anything, I think maybe the fame that had been been uh, thrust upon him after that that um, after his his three seven five was perhaps something that you know would would affect anyone and and maybe as time went on he, he managed to to cope with that a little bit better. Yeah, I've just um I've I've just pulled up the uh, the picture actually of the the front page of Dermot Reeve winning waves. Winning ways, sorry, with um, with Pat- mm. Patrick Murphy, um, and just I mean you've described the front cover brilliantly, but just looking at it just makes me want to read it. Um, and I wonder does 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 Dermy give us any 
any details in terms of what mobile phone make it was. Um, and yeah, sorry to put you on the spot. You might not have put a post-it note on that no. page, but maybe no, I've got a post. It's the only page <laughs> I haven't got a post-it um, note. But on. I'd, I'd love, I'd love it's... to know. Just looking at that front, that front cover, just Dermot Reeves' hair is just brilliant. It's that kind of. Really, it's really. just like a, you know, a, a grown-out centre parting, which is just just growing yes. everywhere. It's just brilliant. Yeah, just the right amount. Just the right amount of chest hair. The textbook nineties nineties cricketer chain just visible. Mm-hmm. Um, those stripes across his back, across his tracksuit, they are all nineties. It's just so baggy as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love it. There's, there's, there's no other word to describe him than gorgeous. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's absolutely uh, top class. And in the in the pictures within the centre of the book, um, most taken by Roger Wooten are. Um, are some absolutely brilliant team images of these the guys who've got such... I mean, the hair is something to look at. Trevor oh. Penny is still in great nick right to, the, right to mm-hmm. this day, but his hair there is, is, is something pretty special. Can you describe um, the hair a bit more in detail? Because my, my abiding memory of, of Trevor Penny is, did he come on as a, an England subfielder in the 2005 Ashes? He did, yeah. Um, and despite not actually being qualified to play for England, I believe. <laughs> and he, he, he just kind of had not, not, not so much an overgrown skinhead hair, but like a almost as if he kind of woken up with short hair in a centre parting, slightly spiked up. If that makes Do you sense, so I'll that... describe it as uh, Samir Nasri, circa two thousand and eight. <laughs> Okay, slightly. Like, yeah, shaved his shaved his head, and then it's all just grown back at exactly the same yes. rate. Yeah, but it's like almost a, an aggressively short centre parting, but going yeah. but going in a kind of electric shock way. Yeah, it's like when you yeah. it's like when you're a kid and you really wanted curtains, but your mum wouldn't let you get your hair cut into curtains, so you just gave yourself a centre parting without it really being without being cut without your hair really being So, is there any 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 mm. guidance mark in what what the hair was? Yeah, well, on one of them, the best comparison I could make is he's got a kind of Richie Benno haircut in, in one of the inches, uh, which is which is nice. Uh, on the other one, it's what's visible. I mean, these are these are black and white photos, but you can tell with the tone that he's got a definitely some highlights going on in one of them uh, when it says, and this is Dermot's words, not mine. The boys celebrate winning yet another Lord's final to take the NatWest Trophy in 1995, which is what it was like mm-hmm. at the time for these people. So, um, yeah, you've got you've got those in there. Um, I, just to answer your question, I think the mobile phone, and I don't know if this is mentioned in the book, I can't, this is the 1990s, there's no way it's nothing other than uh, yeah, a Nokia. There were not op- that we didn't have many options in those times. No, definitely had an aerial. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, whoever he was calling. Good mates with Dwight York, of course. Yeah. Perhaps it was something to do with yeah. that. Could you make a quick, quick text? Do you even have texts in those days? Um, or was you, yeah, you, but they cost 12p. Your phone was purely for, purely for, for, for phoning. Um, back, to, back to Lara in Sydney. Um, and I've just, I've just climbed into this a little bit more. So he did actually make his debut in 1990. He, yeah. against Pakistan in Lahore um, then played um, three times in 92 um, against South Africa um, and twice against Australia which which was the same series as the uh, the uh, Sydney test in uh, which was the New Year's 2nd of Jan 93 
But that test in Sydney, which we've climbed a nice bit into already, the thing which I absolutely love the most out of it, and this just has a pinch hitter quiz question written all over it, is Australia's second innings, which was the final innings of the game, 117 for zero wickets. You have nine bowlers used by the West Indies, um, which is just just heaven, isn't it? I mean, who... I'm just Were any of them Lara? Uh, yeah, he, he had two overs. Two overs, no maidens, none for four. Um, yes. So I'm just trying to out who who didn't who didn't have a bowl apart from obviously um, Murray um, with the gloves. Just check he didn't bowl. But I, just, I, I love I love those games where it's like, do you know what? It's this is petering out into such a draw. Everyone's having a bowl. Yeah, I think the, I think Lara bowled leg breaks as okay. well. Desi Haynes so was that's... the only one who didn't bowl. Sorry. Interesting. So I think we're like, you'd always imagine when you're going to throw the ball to someone in one of these things to force a declaration, people would roll their arm over to bowl some some medium paces. But I'm pretty sure Lara bowled leg breaks, uh, which is which is really fascinating to think. You this gun batsman growing up, you're probably breaking every record going, but you're still keeping your, your hand in with a, with a few leg breaks, uh, which makes him even more intriguing. <laughs> yeah. You'd imagine he was—he was—he could have been really good at that as well if he wants—if he wanted mm. to, um, but uh, but chose not to. And just looking at his entire bowling career as a Test player, he bowled ten overs in total. So um, that was <laughs> there, there weren't there weren't that many after that as well. Decent economy rate as well, under three and over for for a leggy. Keep it tight, not bad. Keep it tight, not bowling, not bowling rank full tosses everywhere, which is. Uh... Um, I've just gone off on a slight tangent and climbed into some other stuff. Oh. I had a sudden thought when we started talking about the 277 um, that there was another famous 277 just out of the 90s. Uh, Graham Smith, when he came over to England in 03 and had that absolutely monster series when he'd just been made captain. Yeah. And I sort of thought, it was 277, would that have been his first 100? Was and it, it wasn't. And it wasn't. His first 100 was a double hundred against Bangladesh in 2002 in his third test match. He scored 200. Mm -hmm. Then he had a 150 the next year. And then he had 277 and 259 in back-to-back tests against us. So 12 tests into his career, his lowest score over 50 was 151. (laughs) (laughs) With three double hundreds. He's very good, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. Sorry, that was just a massive tangent. Actually, but, no, absolutely, and brings us to the modern, the modern day of uh, is he is he still their temporary uh, director of cricket? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, getting the band back. Gone, uh, gone, gone a little bit off the uh, the uh, the uh, the theme of, of where of where we we're meant to be with this. But yeah. um, anyone fancy a quiz? Always. I wouldn't say, say no. no. Okay. Well, why don't we why don't we properly go back into the nineties and um, let's. Did any any of you guys watch a bit of Gladiators when it was on? Religiously, yeah. Regularly, Favorite Gladiator, yeah. Wolf for me. Lived down the road. How far down the road? Street. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, Wolf or Jet? Yeah, yeah okay. it depends what sort of vibe you're going for. Big fan of Jet. I enjoyed Shadow until he was removed, removed from the uh, from the field <laughs> from the field of play. <laughs> um, well, we're gonna yeah, let's let's uh, let's hit, hit some tunes. Let's let's get let's get gladiators on because what um can you can you remember any of the uh, any of the particular challenges in the games during uh, during gladiators? I was a big fan of the gauntlet. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of Hang Tough. Yep. Um, Travelator, obviously. Do you remember what they used to shout at the end when you got to the top of the Travelator and swing through the uh, the Gladiator logo to win? No, remind me. Geronimo. Geronimo, yeah. <laughs> That's what the uh, the commentator comes. I can't remember. He did the comment commentary. Obviously, John Fashion, but it wasn't. He was just more hosting it all, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take you to a specific game called The Wall, um, which I'm sure you remember. Um, on the off chance that either of you don't, or um, <laughs> is an off or any of the uh, the listeners uh, don't remember it, I've uh, I've dived onto the the Gladiators website um, to get a specific um, specific quote in terms of of how the how this game works. So. A reminder, contenders have to climb a 10-metre high wall. After seven seconds for the men and 10 seconds for the women, the gladiators chase them, trying to prevent them from reaching the top by pulling them off the wall. <laughs> um, so so that, that's what we're going to do now. So we're going we're gonna to have, have a quick game. Obviously, we haven't got any gladiators with us. Um, and so it's going to be a bit more of a, a race between um, the two of you to get to the top. Um, and we're not going to be pulling off the wall um, in um, in this, but it is going to be Rahul Dravid uh, related. Um, you'll be you'll be pleased right. to know. So we're getting it back into that into that nineties theme as well. So very simple game. Um, we're going back to Lords in June nineteen ninety six. Uh, specific dates for you, and and don't start tapping on on uh, Crick Info if either of you are considering doing that. Um, no, I was just checking that what Rahul Javid did actually make his debut. Excellent. In the 90s. Don't click on anything else. Um, so twentieth to twenty fourth. Uh, bit of context. Uh, we're smack bang in the middle of Euro ninety six. Um, the twenty fourth was also the start of Wimbledon. So. Um, if either of you were like myself, a Sky Sports starved child of the nineties, um, you would have been in your absolute element, um, where you've just suddenly got options of um, of, of sport to watch. So specifically, two um, options: cricket and, and, <laughs> and Wimbledon, and then the Euro '96 yeah. when it kicks when, yeah. it, when it's when it's on as well. So it's Raoul Dravid's debut at Lords. So what I want us to do. Or you two to do is taking it in turns, penalty shootout style. Let's see how many players from that game on either side we can name. So we'll do it best of five each to begin with, and then if we need to, we will go to a sudden death. Are we are we all happy with that? Five yeah. and then another one if you need it. Yeah, sure. So to work out who goes first, because we can't do a digital toss, I'm going to say both of you to give us your your nearest guess to how many runs Rahul Dravid made in his test career and the person who gets closest can go first or gets to choose who goes first obviously the pressure of going first or... where is he on the list oh, so... there we go again I was just looking for a number and we're forensically going forensically diving yeah. into it where is he on the list give me a number I'll give you a number um, I'm going to say I'm going to say 9,500. Oh, I reckon he's a bit higher than that. I reckon. Or is he? I reckon he's... What did Cook get? 12,000? And he's... I reckon I reckon Javid is 11,500. 
it's 13,288. Yeah. Um, so, Terence, you've won the toss. Um, just, to, just to say, I, f- I feel really silly. <laughs> really silly about my guess there. So I've got to, I've got to do some, some good work in this quiz so I, I to were, make up I for it. Like 200 England cricketers in the 90s. So there's only been 700 ever. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Um, Terence, you won the toss. What do you want to do? Do you want to, you're going to, you're going to take the first penalty or are you going to, um, you're going to go and yeah, go? I'll, I'll, bat, I'll bat first. You're going to go first. Okay, cool. Um, so it's, it's, uh, we're at Lords. It's June. It's 1996. Obviously, we've got 22 players to choose from, but um, five, five, uh, five penalties, first of all. We'll start with you. Trigger, are kick we, us off. Am I allowed to guess Rahul Dravid? You are. But then I will. <laughs> well done. 1-0 Trigger. Mark. Sorry. Okay, the pressure's on. That was my first <laughs> yeah. guess as well. Uh, okay, 1996, Test Match at Lord's. For England, I'm going to pick someone. I'm thinking, oh, I've just got an image in my head of Darren Goff with a new ball. You've missed, I'm afraid. You've missed. He uh, he was he was not he was not in the team, and uh, as a result, didn't have didn't take the new ball either. So, Trigger, you've uh, you're, you're one nil up after the first set. Uh, I will go with another easy one, another Indian, Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah, you're taking the uh, take, taking a, a two a two nil lead. Um, Mark, over to you. The pressure is really building very early on here. I can't stress yeah. this enough. It's a bit it's a <laughs> no, bit I, like I, the I, Super I, Over I'm in uh, 2019, where Stokes has not even <laughs> taken a run off. Well, the final over before the Super Over, he's not taking a run off the first two balls. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the England team, and I'm going to stay stay with my uh, my bowling <laughs> options here. So if Goff's not in the team, I think I've, we've got to be seeing uh, Dominic Cork. Dominic Cork, correct. Yes, you're off the mark. Um, bold, 42.3 overs. Um, yeah, put a shift, a shift yeah. in, in, indeed. So it's after two, two penalties each, it's 2-1 to trigger. I'm going to go for a risky Penenka penalty. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to than, see this. Uh I'm going to go, and just because I just because I like him, and just because I don't want to name the obvious ones, I think Craig White was playing. Chalky White, Chalky White was not playing. No. Two from three for Trigger. Mark over to you. One from two so far. This is throwing me about Darren Goff. I was just thinking Goff would have would have been there. So I'm reevaluating my bowling lineup here. So we've got mm-hmm. Cork. Every instinct in me wants to say Philip de Freitas, but I can't trust my instincts any longer. So, similarly, I'm going to try and, and not pick someone who's necessarily a, 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 an easy easy one. And I'm going to think about if Phil Tufnell was there. Yeah, nice. Are you, nice. Are you thinking about it or are you going with it? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to act on my impulse. <laughs> Philip, Philip Tufnell. Tufnell. Um, a 90s crypto in every sense of the phrase. <laughs> England didn't pick a spinner. Oh. Did they pick Phil Tuffle? Hey. Ooh, very good, very good. Um, no, 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 no. Tuffles. I would, I would argue retrospectively that they should have. They should have, and that was the error. And given it was his home ground, I think Tuffers would have had uh, a, a lot to say about 
uh, the, the outcome of that game. So uh, yeah, I'm prepared for the, the... I'm going to probably lose this quiz, but I think I'm going to win the Stick Arsenal. to your guns. <laughs> stick, stick to your guns. Yeah. Yeah, very much a, a Jeremy Corbyn from 1996. Love it. Um, so we are... That's one out of three for you, Mark, I, I think. And Terence, you're two out of three. Um, so a, a statement penalty here. If you get this in, then yeah, it's real, real pressure time. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to go with uh, another another Penenka, um, a man very much after my own heart. Uh, creepy Crawley in the middle order for England. Creepy Crawley, um, you are bang wrong. Um, there was no there was no creepy Crawley in the in the middle order for England. So that's two out of four. Mark, you've got a chance to get back in here. Yeah. Okay. And I'm. I'm... Sort of thinking I might blow it with what I'm going to what I'm thinking of. I'm I'm torn between two. I'm sticking with this bowling. Love attack. it. I love um, I love it. That it's, you will not you will not be you will not be shifted <laughs> from 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 getting that bowling attack. Because I think I could probably name the top. The, 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 I could have a decent attempt at the top six. Yeah. But no, I'm going for these guys a bit Brilliant. further down. I, what I'm what I'm torn between um, here is I'm wondering whether Chris Lewis was still going by then. And I'm also then thinking about Andy Caddick's Indian career had ins and outs and whether he was in favour at that point. Um, I'm going to go with Chris Lewis. Final answer. answer. Chris Lewis. And that's the correct answer. Chris Lewis. uh, A lovely bit of business. He made 31 runs from 118 deliveries. In the, uh, in, in the first done. innings, Sec- in India's innings, he well he opened the bowling with uh, with Dominic Cork, um, and he took three for a hundred and one. Um, so yeah, very good. So that's two out of four, both of you. So it's kind of sudden death already, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I um, and I'm not going to be I'm not going to be perturbed by this by sudden death. Um, I'm going to go for an, I'm going to go for another um, uh, another left field one. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to the bowling attack. Okay. If we know Chris Lewis was playing, mm-hmm. we know Dominic Cork was playing. Yep. Really. You know, there wasn't. We know there wasn't a spinner. Yep. We know. I agree. I don't think Caddick was quite there yet. And I'm literally now just in my head. I'm visualising my team selection on Brian Lara cricket <laughs> circa 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, left arm seamer for England. Mm-hmm. Alan Mullally. Your good friend Alan Mullally is correct. Great shout. Well, 39 overs, took three for 71. Um, and got a... Also devilishly handsome in a very 90s way. Very 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very 90s. Yeah. Kind of that kind of that blonde... That, that undercut. Oh, yeah, undercut, but blonde without really bleaching it. Kind of just yeah. a bit, bit almost Australian-esque blondness yeah. um, to, um, to, to it all. So, yeah, not, not out in the first innings. Uh, second innings, not not out again. So, um, excellent, excellent batting from Mullally. Three out of five. Mark, pressure. I've said it, I keep saying it and I'll say it again. The pressure is still on. Yeah, it's still very much there. So, we've, we've got three of the four-man bowling attack yeah. there, haven't we? And we've got rid of some of the potential ones. I'm just concerned that the the fourth one is going to be too far removed from the mainstream for me to for me to get. I've got it. a funny feeling that the that the uh the fourth one is massively, massively left field. And I think I know who it is, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw it out there, even on my go. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I was thinking this is the kind of scenario where I was expecting to get a, a Martin Bicknell mm-hmm. in yeah. there. Yeah, but I know that Martin. I think Martin's tests were in '98 rather than in '96, because yeah. um, he was overlooked. And when someone's overlooked, we all we imagine they're being a long time where they're overlooked because they're known as being overlooked. <laughs> um, I think yeah. that's how it, how it works. So um, yeah. I'll go to the I'll go to the batting lineup and I'll, I'll play it relatively Tell the pressure safe off. here. Yep. Um, and I'm going to go for Alex. Yeah, he's Stewart. Got one of the big two for Alex Stewart. Yeah, one of the openers. Yep. Um, if Alex Stewart was a penalty, he'd be absolutely smashed into the top corner, wouldn't he? Yeah, and there was no yeah, mess. He's a sharing him all this year. No question, it was going to go in. Yeah, um, from the second he got the ball under his arm from the pet from the uh, halfway line, it was you know, everything about it was was it was going in. So we got three out of five for both of you. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so we've had fake sudden death. We're now in genuine sudden death. Um, I'm very excited by this. Trigger, over to you. Um, right. And I'm not going to be put off by the fact that it's sudden death again. Uh, I'm not going to give you your openers, but I think... Talk, I us, think... talk us through your walk to the penalty spot. Are you sticking your, sticking your chest out full of self-confidence, full of good body language, or are you... My chest, my chest pumped up. I'm kicking the ball. Yep. Keep I'm up, rolling sorry. the ball along by my feet, tucking my shirt in, pulling my socks up. Excellent. And I'm going... Am I going to smash it straight in the top corner and give you the name for an opening batsman in England, Captain? No, I'm not. I think, I think Alex Stewart would have been opening the batsman batting back then. I don't think he was keeping wicket. So I'm going to give you your good friend and my namesake, Jack Russell. Jack Russell, who not only played the game but was man of the match after getting 124 in the uh, in the in the first innings for England. As if. As if Raul Javid's test debut <laughs> was memorable for a Jack Russell 100. And a Jack Russell, Jack Russell man of the match performance. Incredible. Yeah. Mark, over to you. Well, that's opened up the field <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> um, so we got... Yeah, I was considering whether Stewie was, was donning the gloves as well as, as the, the yeah. taking the bat. So that's useful. Um I am going to succumb to the fact that it's uh, is it still sudden death? I mean, what's the what's the routine now? Are we still in this? Yeah, yeah. I'd, forgo- I'd forgotten it was a quiz. I'm just having a lovely time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was uh, when I was saying things like Darren Groth and Phil Tufnell, I was enjoying myself. <laughs> now I'm overcome with the the occasion, and that's why I'm going to go with Graham Thorpe. Graham Thorpe, he's gone with uh, Graham Thorpe. He scored 89 in the first innings for England. Um, for being bowled by Sh- of this test match of this test match okay. uh, before being bowled by Srinath, um, <laughs> and then got twenty one in the in the second innings as well. So, yeah, vote work was still was still on. Sudden death is alive and well. Um, right, <laughs> I'd forgotten we weren't supposed to be just naming the England team. <laughs> <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> he started off. He started off with Dravids and yeah, and then I forgot. Um, so. I'm going to mix it up a little bit, go back to the uh, back to the in- Indian team. Um, and they must, they must have picked a spinner. And I'm going to go with Anil Kumble. Anil Kumble. Let's see. In the bowling figures, that first innings, Anil Kumble is there. 28 overs, no wickets, 60 runs. And in the uh, when he when he had to go with the bat, fourteen in the uh, in the in the Indian first innings. So yeah, you are still in the game. 
memorable test match. Over to you, Mark. Yeah, if if anyone gets the chance to look at a picture of Cumbley from the 90s, you'll notice that in the days before contact lenses were the default for people with um, with poor eyesight, he has at times these enormous, almost Deirdre Rashid uh, glasses, uh, but yet still like what a, what a player. So that's one to for people to look at in their own time. Um, I'm yeah, I'm thinking I might go on the Indian team now as well. And I'm debating whether to pick someone who I think is a relatively safe mm-hmm. choice or I'm going to try and pull something out of the bag, which might not even be pulling it out of the bag that much. It might be fairly Got to pull it out of the bag. Um, I'm going to pull it out of the bag, yeah. And if I get it right, I'm going to be able to make a link back to, a very, very tenuous link back to Dermot oh, Reeves. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. So that's, yeah. that's why I'm doing it, yeah. I'm going to go with... Um, an all-rounder by the name of Manoj Prabhaka. Who I believe didn't play in this test match. Um, no, 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 <laughs> no, there is no Prabhaka in it. Is it Manoj Prabhaka? I just want to get that right. Manoj Prabhaka. Yeah, Manoj, no, yeah. No sign, I'm afraid. So, um, Trigger, you, you, win the, you win the inaugural game of the wall. Um, well done. I'm celebrating. You celebrate. Can I... Uh, can I uh... I haven't had a chance to get the scorecard up in front of me, but can I uh, run you through who I think the fourth England seamer was? Yeah, it'd be only only right for us to go through the the scorecards of both of both teams, and then Mark very nineties. Mark can make the perfect link back to the Dermot Reeve uh, book, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 call it a day. But yeah, let's 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 go through the scorecard. What what do you want to know? Do you want to tell us what you think the team is? I I don't know if I can do the whole team, but I reckon. Uh, I reckon we picked an all-rounder in this match. Absolutely. As our fourth seamer. Uh, and I reckon it was your good friend, Essex's finest, deceptively tall, Ronnie Irani. Ronnie Irani was in the team. He batted at number six. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it might have been his debut as well. Oof, that would be... Let's find that out. Um, he, def- I'm, were... he definitely made his debut in that series. There were no, in that there were no England debuts in that test match. It was um, Dravid shared his debut with another famous Indian uh, batsman. Um, but I won't give that to you until you, you get it. So, um, Mark, any other any other ideas who was in the England team? Um, oh, God, I, I just moved away from that. England Back in your Dermot book, weren't you? Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what I'll say on the mm-hmm. Indian side is, is, is Mohammed Azruddin playing? Mohammed Azruddin, captain. He is. He's been the captain then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. He was yeah, he was he was in there. So I'll run I'll run through through it. So you've got um The other debutant. Yep. Was it Saurav Ganguly? It was. It was Saurav yeah. Ganguly. So wow. the Indian the Indian team you had uh was it Rator um as the uh, opener alongside Mongia, then Ganguly, Tendolka, Azaruddin, Jadeja, Dravid, Kumble, Srinath, Mambre, and then Prasad. At number eleven nice. for England, uh-huh. um, I mean Atherton was there, but you, both of you just didn't want to say it, which is fine, and, and, I, <laughs> and, and, I, and I massively respect that. Um, so, um, not that we don't like Atherton, but just in a, in a knowledge knowledge way. So you've got Atherton and Stewart opening. Uh, NASA came in at three, Thorpe at four, Graham Hick at five, Ronnie, as we said, at uh-huh. six, uh, Jack Russell at seven. Who was at three? NASA. NASA. Mm. Um, Chris Lewis, 
Dominic Cork. Malali was 11. And then number 10 was, um, in fact, someone who we, oh, I mentioned with you before, Mark, actually, when we first met at the Lancashire Cricket Expo, um, Peter Digger Martin. Oh um, God! Yeah. Yes. Yes. He uh, who, who got he best of all he got four in the first innings, but then in the second innings came in as a night watchman. Um, came in ahead of Thorpe, Hick, and Arani and Russell, uh, and got twenty three off uh, off ninety seven. So beautiful, beautiful, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. We do love, we do love those those little bits. But Mark, take us back to Dermot's book. Take tell us tell us tell us uh, tell us how we're going to finish this. Well, I was hoping that Prabhaka was in that India team in that test but because let's um, he was. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, he was yeah. in the team just as Darren Goff was, just as Phil Tufnell was. Yeah. He did all right. Yeah, he held sure. his own. And um, the the key here is that um, mm-hmm. this is one of your. I think this is a '90s film, Sliding Doors. And um, you've got a sort of sliding doors moment here that Warwickshire did get Brian Lara for the '94 um, season, but there was a time when that wasn't going to be there overseas. And it would have been Prabhaka, who I'm sure would have been very effective. He was a, a bowler who could, who could bat down in the lower order, but of course he's not the, the player that Brian Lara was. But in terms of just very quickly having a look about Prabhaka and seeing, you know, I'm sure he was around this time. It says uh, on, on the ever-reliable Wikipedia, and there is a citation for, for this, that at the age of 32, Prabhaka played his last ODI against Sri Lanka in the 1996 Cricket World Cup in Delhi, which, of course, I would Ooh. imagine preceded this, or did it come after it? I reckon uh, it preceded it, based on the fact that yeah, I missed yeah. on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So uh, we, we've got that. We can read this yeah. through together. He struggled to bowl well in the match and had to bowl off spin in the last two overs. Okay, so pretty pretty standard thing. This does happen. But the next sentence makes me feel quite sad. Actually, the crowd blew him off the ground. I've never uh, uh, just because I think he's bowled so badly. Um, now. I love cricket. I've been to more cricket games than I, I probably should have done. But I've never been in a position where I've booed someone. It's very football, isn't it? But I know the Indians are so passionate about their cricket that perhaps it does spill over to that. But Prabhaka, handy player, did a lot. 130 ODIs, booed off the ground. Have you ever booed, um, have you ever booed anyone sorry, at the cricket not pens? a player on my team, I don't think. Um, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine we probably have um, on the Australian maybe team? David Warner um, or, uh, or or similar, but there would have been good yeah. reason for it. Um, I don't think I'd have booed Ian Salisbury, for example, um, or Craig White or any anyone else. Um, I, I, did, does, does does this chap bounce back from the booing, or is is that his career? Is that his career done? Well, it just says after the 1996 World Cup, <laughs> he was not selected for the Indian team to England what, and retired. What a, what a way to finish. And maybe that could be the sombre note for us to finish this. Um, this, yeah, something to reflect on and think the next time we yeah, consider booing someone, yeah. um, whether, whether it's going to end, end, their, end, end their career. So, um, well, well, well I fingers just, crossed. Mm. Awful way to finish. <laughs> awful, awful way to, to finish all this. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like mm. to hear more about good old Manoj. Maybe yeah, we can, maybe we can have yeah. a, a whole segment on him. Next and they, time. I feel like I don't see, I don't see why. Uh, not. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. There's uh, something we can all relate to. 
Can I just just nip in one last thing here? This is not a a, a bit that's been checked on Wikipedia. I might have to do some work on this tonight. They've put in as a player. He used to put Brilliant. crowd to sleep by his <laughs> snail batting in ODI. Well, the people you the hear pe- about the players who say, you know, every way. if only been born yeah. twenty years later, T Twenty would have been perfect for him. And you think, well, maybe not there. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe <laughs> not, not there. Not Brilliant. Much. Look, this was meant to be a uh, a twenty minute intro to the, the series. Um, we're just coming up to fifty minutes, so uh, if it's uh, there's absolutely no doubt we're going to have lots to chat about in future episodes. But for now, let's wave goodbye to the nineties until we until we meet again, guys. See you soon. Bye bye. Cheers, guys. That was nice. Yep. Cheer- cheerio. Bye. Thank you. So there we have it. We're up and running with this new series looking at cricket in the golden decade of the 1990s. We hope you enjoyed um, that, which was meant to be just a 20, 25 minute intro on what we were going to be looking at. But we uh, we certainly got overexcited and uh, climbed into an awful lot of detail, um, which I think is probably what we're going to do on a regular basis throughout the whole series. Um, final final note, if uh, if anyone has any content ideas or has a particularly amusing or, or fantastic story to share from the, uh, the 1990s and from the cricketing world during that time, please do slide into our DMs um, on, uh, on Twitter, um, either at uh, the Pinch Hitter or um, for opening up um, as well. We're, we're, obviously, we're working together um, as, uh, as part of this um, part of this series. So opening up can be found um, their Twitter handle, opening up CC. Look forward to speaking you all, speaking you all, speaking to you all again very 